Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of The Fraud Pod. Thank you all for tuning in, whether you're listening or watching. Uh, it is me, your host, Frankie Rodriguez. My wife, Beck, the producer, is behind the camera in her own little separate dark corner. How are you, babe? Great. I feel like I'm in trouble. Yeah, she like uh, she walked into the, the studio. I set it up beforehand, and she's like, is that where I'm sitting? And I'm like, yay, you're in the corner. Mm-hmm. You're like you're like a a kid that just got in trouble. Like a creaking from the sea. A creaking? Mm-hmm. You mean a cracking? No, creaking. It's like what? A well, I've never heard of a creaking before. It's from a movie. Okay, I'll take your word for it. You're the smartest woman I know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, welcome back everybody to another episode. Very happy to be here. Uh, the first thing that we have on the docket today that we need to uh, address is I'm sure some of you have noticed that the Red Rum Den has been completely deleted off of Fraud Pod Studios YouTube. Instagram is still up, but everything's deleted off there. No more episodes on Apple Podcasts, etc., where you get your podcasts. So I guess I have to address what's going on. And essentially, I really don't want to like hark on this is it hark mm-hmm. i don't want to hark on it too much like it, it's just harp gonna, harp on is it, it yeah that's what i'm thinking yeah i mean There's, hark you're announcing. hark is like you're announcing and then harp Which is an don't instrument do that either i don't want to i don't because it really at the end of the day it's not a big deal it's really not um and, but i just got to address it because i know some people are curious and i'm sure there's still some fans uh or people who watch that show that want to know yo frankie what the f happened to rob in the show so I'm going to do a brief, a brief, I'm going to do a brief, <laughs> I'm going to brief it out right now. I'm going to do a brief synopsis of what, what went down. Because this, this is fresh. This happened last night at about midnight, mm-hmm. right? Beck came yeah. home, Beck left. She was babysitting all day. Everything was all hunky dory. She comes home. Everything hit the fan. It's just no show anymore. So essentially... Last night, I uploaded the episode, the most recent one that is not here anymore, so it doesn't matter. And uh, Rob was messaging me saying like, oh my God, it's so great. Like, it's it's awesome, blah, blah, blah. Now, I had, I've been having a couple drinks. I was watching some hockey last night. Uh, we, we will talk about more things other than this once we get this out of the way. I have to talk about the Ranger game I went to, home opener. Midnight Mass, we have to, have to discuss. Mm-hmm. Midnight Mass is insane, crazy show. Um, also have a lot of, I have a very annoying what's going on in America today, but anyway, so Rob's like, this is a great episode, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, thanks man. Like I had a lot of fun editing it. I was drinking. I was in a great mood. I was like, like FaceTime me, like, let's talk about it. So we were FaceTiming each other, talk about how great the episode was, how excited we are for the show, blah, blah, blah. Now going back to when the show first started, the show started, I believe sometime in mid September. And about a week or two into the show being released, Rob had mentioned that he got a manager. Now, if you would ask me personally what I think about that, and again, nothing against Rob, no bad blood against Rob, nothing like that. I would say there's really no point in having a manager. Not because I don't think he's talented or whatever that case may be. It's just we're podcasting. Like we literally have 30 to 200 views maybe per episode. Like I'm a realist. And I know that the Fraud Pod Studios isn't like the next barstool sports, right? 
Doesn't mean that I don't want it to be the next Barstool Sports and, and and a huge media thing, but I understand it takes some time. You have to earn your stripes and fail and fail and fail and fail again before you can even think about being famous with a manager, right? Now, I love the enthusiasm from Rob. He's obviously a very passionate person. So I'm like, listen, cool. You want to have a manager? Go for it. Now, leading up to last night, he would tell me like his manager was thinking this and he's mentioned before over the phone that... You know, she said, I'm the talent and basically you're going wherever I go. I let it go because, again, it's not a battle to fight. Like, Fraud Pod Studios owns every show that was underneath it. So Red Rum Den, I owned. Uh, Chumming for Sharks, I own. Fraud Pod, or the Fraud Pod, I own. Jocks of All Trades, I own. Now, that doesn't mean that if tomorrow I woke up and Fraud Pod Studios blew up, I'm taking all the money. Like, no. Obviously, we figure it out with lawyers on, okay, Who's getting what? What are we doing? Whatever. Now, keep in mind, I am Fraud Pod Studios. You're looking at them. I'm the CEO. I'm the owner. I'm the producer. I'm the cleanup guy. I'm the janitor. I'm the studio setup guy. I'm the audio guy. I'm the video guy. I'm the editor. I am Fraud Pod Studios. in our house. Literally in my home. In our house. Okay? Everything that you guys get to see content-wise, yes, the hosts are the hosts. They do their research, they they do what they do, and, and I'm grateful for that. When they leave, I am left with everything. And what you see is my work. Okay. So that's my worth. Whatever. And it takes a lot of time. Like it takes a lot. I'm gonna get don't into see it. it. And people aren't aware of it, but like it takes a lot of time. Like Yes, and I feel bad because there's a lot of times where we've had arguments over how much time I spend. On the studio, because again, it's a passion project. It's something that it's blood, sweat, tears, money, everything goes into this. And it's something that I want to do for a living. It's a passion. It's a hobby. It's something that I love. So anyway, back to last night, Rob and I are, we're just loving the episode, talking about it, blah, blah, blah. Two or three weeks ago, Rob had mentioned that his manager wanted to have a meeting with me. I was in such a good mood last night. I was like, hey, Rob, uh, you you mentioned that he wanted to do an, uh, uh, a meeting. Why don't we all FaceTime right now? Now, this is like, what, 11, 11, 15 at night? So he's like, I don't know if she's up, blah, blah. I'm like, well, shoot her a text. If she's up, we can all three-way FaceTime. Great. So she's up. We three-way FaceTime. It was really nice meeting her face-to-face and talking. And essentially, she was just asking me some questions about Fraud Pot Studios was really passionate and really excited. I was telling her how, you know, Rob and I have known each other for two or three years now. Obviously, he's my barber. Um, he's always had some ideas about doing the show. And I'm glad that we started it. And I'm excited for the future and all this stuff. And then after explaining all that, then she started grilling me a little bit about, well, what about money? Like what, like contract or splits and stuff like this. And and Honestly, I had a feeling that that's what the conversation was going to go to. But at at the same time, it's like, I, I even said, I'm like, well, you understand, like, I don't make any money, right? Like, this show doesn't make any money. I believe in the past three years, I started 2018, I started Fraud Pod Studios. I've made maybe like 50 bucks in three years. Okay. Yeah. And through sponsorships, you've gotten a couple. Like- Manscaped used to sponsor the Fraud Pod yeah. back in the day. I didn't get money from them. I got free products. So yeah. I got to shave same my balls every with- once in a while with their machine. Cool. Thanks. And eat clean, bro. For like eat clean, bro. Sent me a couple free meals, yeah. and again, that's back when I just had the fraud pod, no other shows. So, anyway, so she's asking me about like the split and stuff, and I said, well, I said right now we get 
between an average of 30 to 200 views per episode. It's very, you know, the first couple episodes were 200, 100. It's, it's slowly gone down, or it has. You guys can't see it now because the videos aren't up. Slowly gone down to, I think he had like 45 views. So on average, whatever, 30, 50, something like that. So I don't, I'm not monetizing. I only have 906 or 905. I'm sure it's going to go down now. Subscribers, so I can't monetize. I don't have any ads. Um, so basically what I said to her was, if tomorrow Rob's episode episodes blew up to a quarter million, 500 or quarter, yeah, quarter million, 500,000, a million or whatever. And we were starting to make 1500 to 5,000 a week or whatever it is, which that's not even the real number, but just throwing numbers out there. Then I said, we would plan on me, my lawyer, Rob, his lawyer. And I guess you, because you're part of this now, somehow, obviously you're in it for the money, I guess too, if you're managing him would sit down and we would figure out a split. And then she starts like chuckling. And she's like, that's not how it works. Because obviously she knows how it works with Def Jam Records. Again, I really, I know that was so condescending. I'm really not trying to be a condescending asshole. But honestly, you, you, you FaceTime with your client and the person who literally is doing every single thing minus hosting the show. And you want to grill him, me, to know how much your client's going to be getting. And then you tell me that I don't know, basically, I don't know what I'm talking about. And that usually you sign contracts now and you want it to be a 50-50 split. In all honesty, and Rob and I have talked about this in the past when he was cutting my hair and all this stuff, we've both agreed that it would never be a 50-50 split. I spend hours editing, hours putting everything together in this room, buying equipment. I've spent, since 2018, I've spent close to 10 grand. Literally, I said that to my wife yesterday. She looked at me like I had seven heads. Almost 10 grand on equipment. And... To top it all off, I do it for free because I love Fraud Pod Studios and I love doing this. This is my passion. This has been my resume builder. I've been looking for full-time producer jobs because I want to showcase my work. Yes, if it made money, I'd be the happiest person in the world. And you know what? Every single person that helps me knows that they would get paid as well. But I'm a realist. We're not making money anytime soon. And I have mentioned it to Rob in the past. I said, listen, dude. This isn't an overnight thing. I've been podcasting for three plus years now. And yeah, does that mean maybe it's just because I sucked? Maybe. But there's no one on this planet that could come in here tomorrow, start a show, and in a month we're making six figures? No fucking shot. Well, and that's not why you started it either. It's not you why I started, started it. I did not start fun. it. Exactly. And it still is fun. And it's stuff like like last night that makes it not fun. Well, because you even said, you said if five people or one person listens to it and like thinks it's funny and laughs and like gets enjoyment out of it, then it's worth it. And like going into it automatically thinking like you're going to blow up and make millions from it and you need a manager and you need all this stuff like that's getting way ahead of the whole situation. Like it was just... I don't know. And it just puts me Too in a much. shitty situation. So now yeah. I'm going to be painted as the bad guy, which is totally fine. It is what it is. And yes, I have this platform to at least give my side of the story and say how I feel about the situation. I don't think you're the bad guy. I don't think anybody That's not the point. You're my wife. Guy. You're I mean whatever. But, I but what I'm saying is I understand there's probably fans of Robs that are watching this right now like, "Well, you're an asshole." blah blah blah, whatever. That's And again, you're entitled to your opinion. I respect it. I totally get it. However, you're wrong. It's just how it is. Like 
I, I, and so anyway, the rest of the conversation, when I, she was like, that's not how it works. It's 50-50. And I said to her, I said, you do understand that Rob can go out and go find any other producer that he wants, right? And again, she started laughing. She's like, well, maybe we're going to have to explore those options because blah, 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 Rob. And I go, okay, go explore them. And I literally hung up. I texted Rob and I said, no show tomorrow. He's supposed to be here today to record two episodes. I said, no show tomorrow. Good luck with everything. Honestly, I really mean it. I really mean it, Rob. Good luck with everything. I want you to go find a producer that does everything I do for free. And that was it. And and obviously Rob was flustered. He's texting me saying like, I don't know what just happened. Um, basically, like, can you call me separately? And I just, again, I said, Rob, no, sorry. Like, keep the logo, keep whatever you can keep because I deleted everything else. I own everything, by the way. And I created everything, by the way. I created the logo, created the, the intro, cre- everything, everything. But I said, keep what you can keep and go find another producer. I really wish you the best. And I do hope the best for Rob. But and then I had to basically delete everything. The only thing that they kept was they changed the Instagram password um, and they have that. So they have the Instagram, but nothing on YouTube, nothing on any podcasting platform like that's all gone. And every logo and everything I've created, I deleted too, because that's my hard work. That's hours of designing and learning how to design like it's just I don't know the only reason why I have a bitter taste in my mouth is because it really is a slap in the face like I don't know what Rob was thinking with getting a manager and stuff like that I don't know if it was like because he was excited about it which is great or if it was a let me prepare for when I blow up so that I can get the cut that I need but the fact that that couldn't be a conversation between us as far as hey Frankie you're the producer of the show you know, this is important. I want this to grow. What do you think we should do as far as do you want to sign a contract now? Do you think it's even worth doing a contract now? Like, and I'm not saying Rob's not a, a grateful person. Rob has thanked me time and time again. And and I've obviously said no problem. Like, I'm excited. I was excited to build another show under Fraud Pod Studios. The only bitterness I have is towards that woman because she really just came out me with wrong with that like I really it was a genuinely a great conversation for about five to ten minutes really excited and then it was automatically like well what are you going to do for my client and how does he know basically like that I'm the bad guy looking to take advantage of a show that has 30 to 200 people watching well and the thing is if they knew like your podcasts are your friends like they're people that you yeah. have relationships with you didn't go out seeking people to make podcasts under you and i think that's the thing that stinks too is like you weren't the one who approached rob with this idea he approached you with it after i mean correct me if i'm wrong I mean, listen, but he was the one who approached you with this idea and wanted to be a part of it and you came on board for it it wasn't the other way around i don't know i i i just i i it made me it made it made me angry because it, it for someone to think you don't you don't even know me. Yeah. It was just Rob knows me and the fact that Rob let that happen also annoys me. Mm-hmm. It, it's just it's a, such a shitty situation and again like I hate that it even happened cuz it didn't need to happen. Yeah. And if there wasn't a manager involved, it wouldn't have happened and we still would have the red rum den 
and it would have been a great show and it would have continued to grow and Rob and I could have been a, a great team. And again, if in a year from now, the show was getting a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand views and money was coming into Fraud Pod Studios, guess what? I'd be the first fucking person to get a lawyer, have Rob get his lawyer, get whoever, whatever show it is and be like, what are, what split are we happy with right now where we can figure out money? Yeah, and it's 50 50 right now. You're both getting zero dollars. So yeah, 50 really 50. 50. No All right, awesome. You get a manscape trimmer, <laughs> and I'll get a fucking uh, I don't know, a, a, a nothing, literally nothing. We have no sponsors. This is for fun. This show is a silly fucking goose time, like Chris D'Elia says. It's about it's about everything and nothing at the same time. Well, the fraud pot is. But jocks of all trades, same thing. It's a fun live sports show where guys just talk about sports and we fucking laugh and have a good time. If it entertains one person, we did our job. That's the only thing. that The only reason why Fraud Pot Studios exists is, one, it's like my therapy, but two, it's to entertain people. And again, if it grows into something more, that is just the fucking cherry on top. So unfortunately, I spent way too much time talking about this issue. I hope, hopefully, I'll cut it down a little bit more. Yeah, I think you can. But yeah, I think I, I think I can. <laughs> I so. think you can. I think there's some stuff. I, I just I hate stuff. getting worked up because I feel like I say things like, and I'm not trying to be like a mean person. Well, and this is calm from last night. Last last night, night well, because then up. I had alcohol in my system, and after that, after I got worked up and I hung up, I was donezo. I changed everything in about five minutes. Literally, you bad breakup. (laughs) You could no seriously. You could have blinked, and you would never know that red rum den was a thing. But to be honest, rightfully so, because at the same time, I need to protect what I created, which is essentially why. If anyone's like, I don't know who's watching, but if someone was curious as to why I wanted to delete the Instagram page, again, you're using my logo. All the content I created was on there. I I just ha- wanted to delete it. Like I, it's, I feel like now I'm getting taken advantage of because then you get to use what I did for free. Mm-hmm. That took me hours to do. Yeah. So listen, I wish Rob the best. I hope you find a producer that can build up your show to what you want it to be. I hope they don't charge you anything, honestly, because I would have done it for free and we didn't, that, everything that happened yesterday could have just not happened and we could have just been doing the damn thing. But Listen, that's all I have to say about it. Um, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to be more consistent with the fraud pod now that I have more time. That The Red Room Den took up five out of seven days mm-hmm. of the week for me. Yeah, it took up the most time, the most effort. The mo- I think that's what stinks too is like you spent the most time on it. Yeah, I, I really did. I but really did. thankfully you don't have to spend any more time on it. No, and now I can focus on the uh, the fraud pod. I will have. I had to postpone Michelle's episode. Michelle normalizing nutrition. Um, I lost my voice because I'm going to tell you guys I was just at the Rangers home opener. I'm excited to focus on the fraud pod. I'm excited for Jocks of All Trades every Thursday, six thirty on Twitch.tv slash Jocks of All Trades uh, with Andy and AJ Graziano, and then Chumming for Sharks will be coming back once Sean's baby goes to college. But anyway, moving on, we went to the Rangers home opener. First time I ever went to a New York Rangers home opener. I had to take the train. I get, I always get beer on the train, like to bring on the train because there's nothing else to do 
except drink on the train. So, and then you're going to the Rangers game. So you got to like pregame a little bit. So I was super excited. I got like three tall cans or whatever, Bud Light. And I get on the platform and I all of a sudden remember that COVID exists. And I was like, wait, I wonder if there's any rules. So I look on my phone and I go like NJ Transit drinking in big, bold letters in red. It says absolutely no food, beverage, or alcohol on the train. It's like strictly prohibited. And I I was like, I had like 10 minutes until the train came. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I started chugging the beer on the platform. And now there's people around waiting. And I feel like I'm in, I'm holding like a plastic bag of just beer. And I'm like, sipping and sipping and like chugging and chugging so i went through two in under like three minutes literally i can i find a seat my hero yes yeah. <laughs> i freaking hate it <laughs> but listen, so now i'm feeling buzz i'm in a great mood you know how like you climb up the ladder of buzziness i'm on like i don't know the second floor i'm sitting there on the train and then i i'm like looking around like because i have the one more beer but it's I, they didn't give me a brown bag they gave me a clear bag so I'm like, fuck, like people could totally see it's like Bud Light and huge letters. So I put it underneath the seat. I'm sitting there and I'm looking around and I'm like, all right, I got to crack this thing open somehow. Finally, there was like some commotion and I went down there real quick and I cracked it open. I'm like, all right, I'm good. So I start sipping it and I'm again, like no one gives a shit. Like literally no one cares. But I'm thinking like, you know, I got to be really discreet. So I'm drinking the beer and then all of a sudden I remembered I have a bladder the size of a kidney bean. So I had a pill. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. My bladder is oh, this big. You're going to insert a kidney a bean. A kidney bean for sure. <laughs> so all of a sudden the floodgates open in my urethra and I have to pee. Really? Not my, where is it? My bladder. It's not going out of my penis yet. I have to pee really bad. <laughs> but then I go, I can't leave the seat because they put the little, those tickets, they put it there. I'm like, I'm not going to take the ticket with me. You're supposed to do that. Okay, well, I didn't. But I was like, I have the thing on my phone anyway. It doesn't matter. So, and I also left my beer. I was really scared. Mm. Someone was going to steal my beer or maybe roofie me. So, there was only one guy across from me. I know he wasn't going to do anything. So, I get up. Now, here's the problem too. I never know which fucking direction to go to find the closest bathroom. If you go right, it's always in the next car over on your left. If you go left, it's always all the way at the end on the right. So, I said, you know what? Let's leave it up to Jesus. I went right, which is towards the front of the train. So I walk to the end. I look in there. I see the conductor. No bathroom. I'm like, okay. Obviously, it was the other way. Whatever. We're getting our steps in. So I walk back the other way, like three cars through, past my seat, make sure my beer's still there. Was. All good. Go all the way to the back, and then all of a sudden, the train stops. And I go, I panic, said it, panic. And I literally said to my, in my head, I go, I'm going to piss my pants. Like, I, I'm going to go to New York City with pee-pee pants on. Like, that's it. It's game over. Everyone's going to know me as the pee-pee train guy. And I got so scared. So I'm starting to walk up to the front. I'm trying. Already in my head, I'm planning how I'm going to dump the beer out and piss in the can. Like, literally that. Or I was going to go to the back again and pee in, like, the corner of the train. And if I get arrested, Gosh, I get arrested. Baby. I would rather get arrested for peeing on a train in the back than pee my pants. You could just buy new pants in the city. 
It's it not smells the, like pee anyway. Nobody would know. It, it did you. smell like piss. Someone definitely pissed somewhere. Oh, this is. I also thought. Second thought in my head was, did they take the bathrooms out because of COVID? I thought this happened on the way home. This no, this on the way there. Oh, I literally thought, did they steal the bat? Did they take them out? Like take the train car out and then hook it, hook it up so that there's no bathrooms because of COVID. And that's when I really started to panic. So I asked the lady, I went up to her, I go, hey, did they take the bathrooms away? And she she looked at me like I had seven heads and she's like, what? And I'm like, did they take the bathrooms because of COVID? And she's like, no, there's one up front. I was like, do you mean to tell me I went all the way to the front and then went to the back? And there was it was up front the whole time? And she's like, yeah, it's like next to the conductor. And I'm like, oh, so I re- sprint, Terminator sprint. So I get to the front and I realize that I looked to the left where the conductor was and not to the right. And there's a bathroom right there. So everything was good until the smallest, oldest and slowest old man I've ever seen in my days crawls into the bathroom and shuts the door. And then I sit 15 minutes this guy was in the bathroom. I almost knocked on, I almost kicked the door to be like, what in the world is going on? Finally, he opens it up again, kind of like all hunched over, looks over me and he goes, who are the Rangers playing today? And I couldn't answer him. I ran in. I ran in and just left him. He doesn't know to this day. He doesn't know who the Rangers played. Who did they play? The Canadians? They played the Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars. And I couldn't I, watch the game. And here's the thing. If I didn't have to pee pee, I would have talked to that guy the whole rest of the train ride up. Mm. I would have. Looked, seemed like a nice guy. But I was going to burst in my pants. And now he didn't know. He did not know. Mm. So wherever you are, if you're watching, they played the Dallas Stars. <laughs> so anyway, one of the top five feelings in the world is peeing when you're, you're literally on the verge of pissing your pants. Anyway, finally got to New York. Didn't pee my <laughs> pants. Everything was great. Got into the worst fucking Penn Station. I could I could do a whole podcast on Penn Station. The Penn Station Nation. Hosted by Frankie Rodriguez. Ridiculous. It's all walkers from The Walking Dead and just people literally passing away on the floor. I don't understand it. Like we're worried about the pandemic of COVID. What about the pandemic of people dying in Penn Station? I've seen death. I've seen it. I've seen the souls leave the bodies. It's the worst. It's so depressing. I'm going to see the Rangers, not the danger of Penn Station. The dangers? The dangers of Penn Station. Ridiculous. And then we walk to uh, the game. We get in. I bought two beers and a chicken cheesesteak. $65. Wow. What? Why? I understand you can, but why? You can. It's the only option. You can, but why? We're in a pandemic. You guys just, it's the first time you have a full house at MSG and you're going to charge people. I think it was $28 for a chicken cheesesteak. We're not even known for cheesesteaks. We're known for pizza. I couldn't find pizza anywhere, by the way, which is a sin in, in and of itself. And then I had a hot honey chicken later on because I, when I drink, I just eat. I can eat everything under the sun. So anyway, we're at the game. Rangers fucking lost. Doesn't matter. But the game was awesome. 
then what's his name? Noah from Stranger Things was there. I could literally see him. He was like two sections over and Gigi Hadid was behind him. I got so drunk that in the third period, I go, I'm going to go fucking say hi to Noah. Like I know him. I just, I look over at AJ. I'm like, dude, I'm going to go say hi to Noah. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm just going to go. And I got up because in between periods, I was kind of trying to find out like, you know, when you go down the stairs, if you meet around the middle, maybe I'll run into him. It's easier that way. No, couldn't find him. And here's the thing. I'm not even a fan. I just thought, you want to know why I thought it'd be cool to see him. I thought of the caption that I would put if I took a selfie with him. And it would have been, Stranger Things Have Happened. I thought it was the coolest fucking thing. I go, can you imagine taking a selfie with Noah from Stranger Things? And oh, the caption's just, Stranger Things Have Happened. So fucking cool. Or it could have been Stranger's Thing. Stranger's Thing. Because you're strangers. Anyway, so I got about halfway. And then I, I aborted mission. I was like, I'm not going to go. What am I going to go over there? He's with his two friends. They, also, he's like 13. I'm 27 years old. He's older. 15. I'm 27 years old. What am I going to do? Hey, Noah. How you doing, buddy? Hi, Gigi. Like, what? Uh, No. So we didn't, I didn't do that. Anyway, I got to speed this up because (laughs) we're at 40 minutes. I got to talk. 17. Okay. Still weird. So the game went into (laughs) overtime, of course, because every time I go see the Rangers, it goes into overtime. You know, you're tired. You're drunk. You ate too much. You want to go on the train to go home because you know it's another hour and a half until you can go back. You got to go see the dead people in Penn Station on the way to the train. And you're just like, I just want to go home and drink water. It's right next to the train. It's in the train. The train is literally, it's underneath attached. You just walk down and get to the train. It's great. It's convenient. But again, I have work the next day. So I was supposed to not have work the next day. Fucked myself. Anyway, so (laughs) we. It was one minute into overtime, Rangers lost. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. We can take the 1018 train home. On the way to the 1018, drunk zombies everywhere. One guy came up to me and Liam. He's like, the liquor store? That way. The guy could not speak or see. His eyes were closed. And Liam and I are like dying. Anyway, we get on the train. 1018. We get to relax. We're sitting there. Train's packed. And all of a sudden, as we're boarding, I overhear someone and I thought they were saying something wrong. They were like, uh, blah, 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 power's out, blah, 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 don't know when we're leaving, blah, blah, blah. And I go, I know I didn't just hear that. All of a sudden, over the loudspeaker, there's a train stuck, there's a train stuck in the tunnel, and there's another train stuck in Chicago. I have no idea when we're going to get out of here. So everyone gets out. We have to get out, go back to the zombie land upstairs, and basically wait to see what's happening. So we went outside. We were just hanging out by the police because that's where we felt safe. <laughs> and we almost got an Uber. We almost got we almost spent $182 on an Uber. But I don't know what happened, what came over us. We were like, no, we don't want to do that. And I'm glad we didn't because that sucks. So we go back down and all of a sudden we get an update. 1118. The power's back up, baby. We're going. We're getting out of here. Get on the train. Starts boarding. Sit down. And I look over to AJ and I start laughing. I go, imagine if they said they have no idea when we're leaving. Two seconds later. Ping pong. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Power's still out. We have no idea when we're leaving. You're going to have to sit tight. And again, there's a, there's a train stuck in, uh, in the third. And there's another train stuck in Chicago. Okay, bye. <sighs> Except this time. 
They don't want people to leave the train. So we have to sit there and wait. Now, the train did not leave until 1.18 in the morning. Two hours our drunk asses. Now, granted, we we laughed for two hours. Like, I don't know what came over me. I'm like a comedian when I'm hammered. I think I'm the funniest guy in the world, and I was probably saying the dumbest shit in the world, but I had AJ in stitches, I had Liam in stitches, and I had Kelly in stitches. I was crushing it. If I was a stand-up comedian and there was three people in the crowd, I would have got a standing ovation. annoying everybody else. No, that's the thing. There was no (laughs) one else on the train. Some people just left. Oh, I thought you said they didn't want you to go anywhere. Well, they didn't, but there's people who said, well, fuck this, I'm out. Like, we we had no other choice, essentially. They were saying, oh yeah, they were like, you can take the pen to Newark Airport and then take another train from Newark Airport and go home. And we're like, we're not doing that. Like they were honoring the ticket. So anyway, I was crushing it comedy style. I don't know what I was saying, but we ended up going back. We got home at what time did I get home? Like three in the morning. I I was asleep, but I remember waking up at one point and it was like almost two and you weren't home yet. And I got a little nervous. And then, yeah, I think you got home at like two 30, two 40. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the the Rangers home opener and listen, was it worth it? Yeah, it was worth it. But they lost. They lost. They lost. We got stuck on the train for two and a half hours and I saw people die, but it was still worth it. And you didn't meet anybody from Chicago. Didn't meet Noah, didn't meet Gigi, didn't meet and it anyone. it cost 65. It doesn't sound like it was worth it. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Nope. There were no positives. Um... <laughs> I don't, we're at 47 minutes, so I really don't want to, next episode, I promise, next solo episode, I want to talk about Midnight Mass. Maybe I'll come on with you. Yeah, I would love for you to come on, do Midnight Mass, and also, um, I've been reading self-help books, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and guess what I don't give a fuck about? Self-help books. They're fucking trash. That's actually all I had to say about it. I was going to go into it about why they're stupid. They're fucking stupid. They're a waste of money. They don't tell you anything else that you don't already know, and basically- you just make them sound right because you're giving them money and they're millionaires for writing dumb shit in a book. I can write a book literally that just says, don't give a fuck about anything. Wow. Thank you. My mom just died. Don't give a fuck about it. Wow. Oh my God. That's amazing. I just got fired and found out that I have to get my foot amputated. Don't give a fuck about it. Oh my God. I could do that. Yeah. Don't give a fuck about it, and you'll become a millionaire and successful. Thank you. Thank you, Mark Manson, you fucking idiot. Anyway, we have a segment on this show that we're going to get into right now called What's Going On in America? Breaking news! That's not the same song. I got a new one. (laughs) I actually get a copyright strike when I use that. So we're really not making money on this show. Anyway, <laughs> on this segment of what's going on in America, I talk about the fucking craziest shit that's going on in America because that's the title of the fucking segment. And there's constantly crazy shit going on in America, like people dying in Penn Station and we don't care. So this this story Coming at you from USA Today, a little late on this subject, but here we go. You may have heard of it. Some students face charges for the slap a teacher challenge. Now schools are issuing warnings. Isn't that great? 
We live in a time where we can slap the shit out of our teacher, go to lunch, and get a warning. It's ridiculous. What are we living in the twilight zone? Could you imagine slapping your teacher as a child? No, and I don't want to be slapped either. If, oh, no. If someone, if I was a teacher and someone and a kid slapped me, I'd be fired. I'd be fired. Literally, I think I, I would have to. I'm not saying I would hit the child, but I'd put him in a locker or something. Oh, oh my gosh. Babe, they're coming no. up to you and slapping you. <laughs> yeah, you just report them and they get in trouble. Anyway, let's read this article. Another month, another TikTok challenge. <laughs> the slap your teacher challenge is the latest trend that has resulted in some students facing charges. Oh. And has schools and TikTok speaking out. TikTok tweeted the challenge was an insult to teachers everywhere. Isn't that a sentence? TikTok tweeted the challenge was an insult to teachers everywhere. And any related content posted to its platform was against community guidelines and would be removed immediately. Well, their community guidelines fucking suck anyway. Because you have people on live on TikTok showing their titties and showing their feet. And fucking nothing happens. Nothing happens. It's basically a fucking OnlyFans on there. And then there's also women. I've Maybe some men. I've only seen women who have that stupid, another stupid book. The Book of Answers. Where they pretend that they know things. Psych, I don't know, psychic things. And they go, put your name uh, and, and your, I don't know, your sign. And I'll t- and we're going we're gonna to tell you what you should do with your life. And it'll be like, Johnny from... Uh, Johnny Sagittarius, don't don't look back. And then they go like this with the book, and they go, "Mary Pisces, he wasn't the one." What if she's like, "Listen, my mom is in the hospital, and like I need to do something, anything." Mary Pisces, and she opens up the book and she goes, "Don't do it." What does that mean? What does that mean? That literally is one of the things. Don't do it. And you have people giving you money and gifting you shit on TikTok. Like, where, what, what are we doing with our lives? It's unbelievable. That's a whole nother subject. So anyway, <laughs> back to TikTok. A quick search on the platform turns up zero results, but that didn't stop schools from moving swiftly to curb any potential attacks. Schools across the nation are notifying teachers that you think probably should let them know they're going to get slapped tomorrow. Parents and students of the possible consequences after the challenge began to trend on social media. Uh, 18-year-old student in Louisiana was arrested, faces charges. Charges. Also, if you are 18 and you fucking slap a teacher, you're a fucking idiot. Be 17. And then think about it. If you, you know, because then you, you won't get charged. But anyway, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying do it, but I'm just saying you're an idiot for even thinking about doing it, but you're also an idiot for thinking of it and then going, I'm still going to do it even though I'm 18. Idiot. Like, what? Because they don't think it's a big deal. Slapping someone, they don't think it's a big deal. The alleged attack was caught on video. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh, I can actually watch this. Let me see. Okay. He slapped her in the face? Yeah. So he's, uh, he's, talk, he's at the desk. He's talking to her. Oh. Oh. Oh! Oh, this... If I was this teacher, and he's 18, catching hands. He slapped her multiple times. Hit her. She fell down on the desk, and he's fucking wailing on her. What? Oh why is this? It's I've talked about it before on the show. The reason why social media is just so toxic, toxic and fucked is because we are so fucking bored, bored with our lives. And we see 
so many other people and their lives. And we want to hop on different trends and and break away from the pack. And we want to be in the in the spotlight for two seconds, 10 seconds, a minute. And we're so fucking bored with our lives that we start slapping teachers. I don't understand this world that we live in. If my future child comes home and I find out that they slapped the teacher and not only slapped the teacher, but then kept beating them. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you better hope you're not 18. I'll fucking, I don't care how old you are. How about, how about this? How about a new TikTok challenge when you're in school? Fucking learn. How about that? Write notes. Mm -hmm. Get a fucking life. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. And that's TikTok sucks. Instagram sucks. Twitter sucks. Everything sucks because everyone's just hopping on the next trend. You should Weird. talk about the article that my mom sent this morning. What happened? Did you read it? Another what's going on in America. <laughs> Breaking news. This just in from Is my... Is it okay that we're doubling up? Yeah. <laughs> this just in from my mother-in-law. Do you have it? Yeah, I got it. Sheriff, teacher had marijuana edibles in student prize box. <laughs> Anyone want to guess what, what state this was in? Okay, you're probably wrong. You probably said Florida, but this is in Columbia, South Carolina. An elementary school teacher in South Carolina surrendered to authorities Friday after being accused of having marijuana edibles in a student prize box in her classroom. The 27-year-old teacher from Lexington, South Carolina has been held on a charge of possession of a Schedule One drug. Lexington County Sheriff Jay Coon said the teacher bought a mix, a mixed bag of candy to give to her students at Rocky oh. Creek Elementary School. Oh, no. And what? I didn't know that. She oh. bought candy and <laughs> yeah. it was accidentally drugged. And two students were allowed to get a prize uh, from the oh. candy box on September 23rd. Now, this is just a classic mix-up. You know, Maybe it's elementary school. But here's the thing: <laughs> she probably has a guy she gets her candy from. You know what I mean? And then she goes to the candy store, and then they look the, the same. Man. And then she grabbed the wrong candy, and then gave it to the kid. Classic mix-up. Now marijuana is kind of going away as a bad thing, babe. For elementary kids, no. Did they eat the candy? Probably. Then it's bad. How do you think then they discovered bad. that it was edibles? All the kids went to sleep. Nap time, baby. <laughs> That is bad. That is bad. I mean, you, you have to. I mean, you, you you have to arrest them. I mean, they gave <laughs> they gave drugs to the kids. They gave the drugs to yeah. the kids. So listen, now the kids know the drug program came to them for real, and they lived it. So, but yeah. So that's what we have for what's going on in America. <laughs> So getting demonetized because I make You're one not cent. Monetized. I know. That's just the thing that YouTubers say. <laughs> anyway, this was a great episode. I love you guys. Oh. So I hope you understand where I came from with the whole Rob situation and the Red Rum Den and the woman's who name whose name, whose name should not be named. It is what it is. I'm excited for the future. It's behind me now. And yeah. Keep supporting Fraud Pod Studios, please. 
Follow uh, the Fraud Pod or Fraud Pod Studios at Fraud Pod Studios on Instagram. Subscribe for more videos, weekly episodes of the Fraud Pod, weekly live episodes of actually, well, weekly episodes of Jocks of All Trades. If you want to watch their show live every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jocks of All Trades. And when Sean's daughter turns 18, Chumming for Sharks will be back. Full swing, baby. Anyway, thank you guys. Thank you, Beck, the producer, Thanks. my wife, for yeah. sitting with me and watching me be an idiot for an hour. <laughs> I do that all the rest of my time. That's so. true. There's just What's a camera in front of that. Hour? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, see you guys in the next episode. <laughs>